and uh, I um, I started clipping her off. Of course, she had two sections already. This is a week, uh, a week Galloway, you know. I don't know if you know them, but Packy uh, came back. Packy, what's the story here? Now, uh, was she done before? She was. She was. She was done a few times before. I said, Packy, what's in her? Out of interest, she gets the Charlie every year. I said, Packy. After bloody two, like many, you've, you've now two sections. You want to go for your third? You ever bloody learn? Welcome back to the Vet Space Ireland podcast. We are on season two, episode three. I am your host, Michelle Maguire. And I'm Hazel Mullins. And as ever, our aim at Vet Space Ireland is to entertain, inform, engage, and inspire. Our guest today on the podcast is Donald Cape who is a small animal vet and partner in Dublin Bay Vets in North County, Dublin. And we are delighted to have him on board. It's a laugh a minute, some great advice, and I think you'll really enjoy it. Hello, Donal, and welcome to the Vet Space Ireland podcast. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, and it's a pleasure to have you on. How are you? I'm very good, Hazel. Thanks very much for having me on. It's a pleasure. It's a little different from meeting in person at the vet, vet hike space, um, which I think you thoroughly enjoyed. <laughs> fantastic, yes. So it was a bit odd. I think we're all uh, sick of Zoom at this stage, but uh, that hike was fantastic. Thanks very much for organising it. We organised the weather. We, we just put <laughs> yeah. it all spot on. We just couldn't have yeah. made it any better, to be honest. <laughs> it was actually really nice to meet people do you know like I didn't realize how many people in the last year and a half who I feel like I know really well but I've actually never met them do you know like stuff like that and you're like it was gas but it was really really nice so hopefully yeah. the next one we'll have as good a turnout for the next one. Oh, that's brilliant and if you can organize the weather and the pints as well that'll be that'll be only spectacular <laughs> we can yeah. definitely organize no the pints the weather <laughs> Yeah, we'll have to we'll have to uh, decide in the next. Um, we have a couple of ideas, so we'll let you know. But it might be near you. But you know, that's that's um, good to hear. So, Donald, tell us about your veterinary journey and how you've ended up where you are today. Uh, so, I qualified in out of UCD in two thousand and nine. Um, I spent two years working in, in Tyrone uh, in mixed practice um, and. Uh, with all of the, the fun that that entails. And it was, it was fantastic, you know, it was definitely a steep learning curve, a very, very steep learning curve. I think uh, the first six months out of, out of university, probably, uh, you know, it's going to be steep anyway, um, but it's brilliant. Uh, and after that, um, I, I went across to uh, Australia and worked there for five years. Um, we stopped off on the way uh, in New Zealand to get to the World Cup, which was fantastic. Nice. Uh, I came back home in 2016, um, worked for two years uh, in a fantastic practice in West Dublin and Lucan. Um, and I was there for two years before I, I set up um, my own clinic with a friend of mine from college in 2019. Colin DeBarra. Colin DeBarra, absolutely, yeah. Yeah. The, the we're, um, we were o- old friends and and, uh, and older drinking buddies, and I think the business was, was just uh, uh, an addition to that. The next step. <laughs> next step absolutely yeah and were you born on a farm or how did you get into like did you always love animals or how how did you think of being a vet um i i wasn't born on the farm no um and uh i i i kind of i fell into it almost really um i i probably wasn't 
the, the type of person that always had the dream of being a vet, you know, being honest. Um, I, I wasn't. There's was always something in the back of my mind. Um, I, uh, I, I probably got my first dog as a confirmation present, actually, when I was 12 years old. And um, she was spectacular. Uh, a Springer Spaniel, Sally was her name. And um, unlike most Springer Spaniels, actually, you were mad as fish, let's be honest. Yeah, I was uh, just going to say. Uh, absolutely not. She was, um, she was perfectly calm. Absolutely fantastic. And she was a great pet. Uh, and probably one of the reasons I became a vet, fair enough. My uncle um, he recently retired, but was a vet in, in Sligo. And I suppose I did see a bit of practice with him, particularly in my uh, you know, leaving search here and my final year in school. And um, I, I, um, I guess it was that and then just enjoying, uh, you know, the certain subjects that we we're going to study in, in, um, in college, like, whatever chemistry and biology uh and things like that enjoying it um in school was probably another reason i decided to go for it so sally we all dublin bay vets to sally the springer yeah. <laughs> absolutely absolutely uh, she was a spectacular she was a spectacular first pet Oh, I think you're the first person we found on the podcast that said, well, it wasn't always the plan. Like, I know, <laughs> and it's terrible. I really, I kind of feel guilty saying it, you know. Don't. I, hope, I hope other people uh, are, are, are in the same boat. I still don't know what I want to be when I grow up. So, yeah, I mean, I yeah. wouldn't feel bad about not, like, not having a dream from a child. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's good to hear. Good to hear. <laughs> <laughs> well, here you are. Um, tell us more about Australia and all the exciting places you went to. What was that like? Yeah, I, um, I was very lucky. In fairness, you know, there was a crew of us. At one stage, uh, Hazel, there's probably about um, a third of our class. It's probably about 20, 25 um, out, of, out of a class of 80 in Australia um, during, you know, 2011, 2013. So there's a great crew out there, you know. And um, it felt it felt like never never land. It felt like a big long holiday, and it was a big long holiday. Life is a holiday, but um, definitely Australia was wonderful that way. And I was very lucky in that I um, I uh, got to travel around a lot. I, I managed to locum in, in every state and territory. Uh, and it is it's a great it's a great job to to um, to travel with you know. Or and the places that you saw working as a vet um, in rural Australia. Are places you never ever go as a tourist, and rural Australia is uh, bizarre um, and fantastic, and the characters are bizarre and fantastic. Mm. Uh, and I was I was lucky, so I did that for the first two and a half years. I took a lot of time out during that period of time to just go traveling, to be honest, around the country and then you know further field in Asia. Um, before I spent uh, the last two and a half years, roughly, uh, in a job, I took a job in in Melbourne, um, and ended up actually working with with Colum, uh, and we didn't fall out terribly badly, and you know uh, we uh, more or less worked well together. So we decided at that stage that we'd think about um, we'd think about uh, setting up a practice together at some stage. Was it over pints you had this discussion, or? Always pints. <laughs> always the best meetings take place over pints. Yeah. Uh, or the best ideas maybe are construed over pints. 
Um, yeah, absolutely. It was kind of an ongoing conversation, you know. It's like that meme that you often see, and it's like, if you haven't planned a business with your friend when you're drunk, are you even friends? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can so, vouch for that. I can vouch for that. Yeah. So the practice stream then started in Australia. So that's where having your own practice. So that that's wasn't just some random and random out of the blue idea. That was a couple of years in the planning. Tell us about that. Uh, like uh, an unbelievable amount of time in the planning, really. But largely, you know, particularly at the start, uh, just just um, you know, kind of chatting over planes, as as you already said. Like there was no plans, but it was general ideas. Um, and, and it kind of took off from there. I, mean, I suppose we, we did, um, oh, like, I, one thing I would say is you should never, ever underestimate the amount of time that these things take. I mean, phenomenal amount of time from just, uh, I suppose, talking about um, maybe signing up to trying to um, decide on a location um, and then going through all of the stages of Financing would be a massive one, but also planning, um, certification, all of that kind of carry on. Um, I mean, as a guide, I suppose, uh, we probably started talking very, very loosely about the whole thing, uh, you know, five years plus before we um, ended up opening. And of that, you know, we, we, had a, we probably had a unit selected, I don't know, two years or so before we ended up opening like it takes a long long time but uh but most of it was a bit of crack you know most of it was fun <laughs> most of it would you recommend it would you recommending are you like now that you're there are you like oh this is class or are you a bit like god looking back we do things differently like is there is there anything you would have done differently in the setup or yeah there's loads of things um i'd say we made every mistake uh, that we could um but uh but i definitely recommend it you know I, I, as i say i wouldn't underestimate the amount of time and the amount of work that it takes and uh it it definitely is um of benefit if um you know i suppose we were, we were lucky in a way that we both um wanted to to maybe own our own practice and um we had worked together for a good period of time before and having somebody else to knock ideas off is you know is probably invaluable to be honest you know yeah um and we were lucky um that way uh the um and then of course we, we disagree on on everything which is good you know i think that's healthy um but nothing that a few pines won't fix you know um uh but um the uh with regards to the the um you know mistakes that we made a lot of them were just kind of simply not knowing being truly ignorant about you know lots of different things from what's required um in in planning to, to what's required for finance and, and everything in between you know uh but we were lucky that you know we probably um talked i was able to talk to my uncle for example and a number of other um people um my uh former boss was very very good to me um uh, both with time and and advice and and everything else um and we, you know we were lucky that way that we were able to to um to go to be able for advice now it's so important to have those support networks around you isn't it you know 
Owen Ryan was on here and he said, you know, you're 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 not an island. You have a lot of relationships and and is how you succeed in the world. And I'm like, even your story there now, you you need it, you need to, you know, you've you've achieved so much, but you know, you've got a lot of help from people. And it's no no harm asking for help. Like no one's gonna be like, oh, don't ask for help. Does he know what he's doing? But yeah. you know, if everyone helps each other out and it, that's the way it should be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And it's um like a, any resource like that, I think just hang on to it and anchor onto it and, and you know, do uh, don't be afraid to ask the, the stupid questions, but there are no stupid questions as the the um I've definitely heard of a lot of um, kind of, I would classify you as a young vet, Donal. Um, so young, that's great. Only, like, you know, going off and, and starting businesses and owning so. <laughs> Thanks, Michelle. Back down to earth. Um, compliments here, there, you know, we're getting happy. Um, but yeah, I, I definitely, we've had, we, I've talked to a few people on our different committees and things like that. And I'm always amazed because I suppose it's never been one of my, aspirations to be a, a business owner as such but who knows in the future um but you know maybe if that's space ireland maybe is a business so maybe i'm a business yeah i hate to let you in on this secret but you're a partner in a business <laughs> <laughs> jesus christ well, that's what i am or how I'm... did you manage to convince her to sign that michelle <laughs> she's like i mean i've never wanted to own a business i'm sitting here going <laughs> okay like a veterinary practice business okay well we're we don't make any money we're just we're yeah, we best best ireland is a business that that's always in the red the accountant's like you're getting a load of tax back for losses on the business yeah. we're like, Great. Great. <laughs> and i'm like what's tax michelle like what you tax credit cert oh where do i get that from yeah that's how bad i am at all this jazz so yeah me, me going off opening a practice in in the, in the north county dublin now would not be ideal no not a finance it is no it's great that one of you is are you know at least you can delegate that hmm. yeah. it's important delegation is very important very important um, but donald back to your business you're two years in off and running now and you started with yourself and column two vets yeah. And where are you now? Are you still to vet practice? Have you grown or what's the? Um, we've been very, uh, we've been very, very lucky. We had a great response. Um, just a, a, a segue from that, whenever you say that I'm still a young vet, I still would. I mean, when do you stop becoming like, I feel like a new rat, you know? Um, that's probably not a great thing to say or feel. Mm -hmm. So true. When do you stop becoming? You're like, when, when, are, when are you technically not a young vet? But yes, we uh, started two years ago um, with. Uh, there was the two of ourselves and one nurse. Um, and uh, we've grown from there. I mean, we've been very, very lucky with um, our clients are spectacular, you, you know, almost um, without exception. They really are very, very good and have been very good to us. We've had a good, good response that way. Um, and we've been blessed with um, the, you know, the guys who've come along on, on board with us, you know, um, both vets and nurses, uh, and um, you know, particularly the the, um, the first two nurses that uh, that that we hired are basically running the place um, for us at the moment. Michelle, you know, they're they're spectacular, and I think, in fairness, one thing that um, 
we've all worked in workplaces that haven't essentially worked or haven't worked together. I think everybody's like that, you know? And um, I, I think when you're building a team or, or trying to, you know, bring people on with you, the most important thing, I, I think, um, more, more than what they might know um, or their abilities or, or special interests or anything else is, um, is how you know how they get on with everybody else you know how sorry they are and how, how that makes them we've just been lucky that way and that um you know everybody that's come, come on board with us uh have um just been bang on people like really decent people they've also happened to be uh great vets and nurses and that's all grand but i, I do truly believe that that's secondary you know yeah um being a uh a decent person and getting on well as a team is by far and away the most important thing and the main way to keep not only staff happy but also clients happy yeah it's important to find people who enjoy their job and who have the same maybe outlook or um ideas about the job as the rest of the team you know because you want everyone rowing together as opposed to people rowing in opposite directions absolutely Um, true yeah, it's Absolutely. definitely, I couldn't agree more. I think the team is key um, to success. If you don't have a good team, you can forget about it. Yeah, and everything flows from that, you know, whether it's um, being everybody being happy in the work is um, to actually doing a good job, enjoying it, uh, trying not to be, you know, tr- trying to leave work in, in work and make sure that everybody else in the place has as your back, but also, um, I I do truly believe that that um, you know that's that's the main way to also run a profitable business because if clients are happy, then you know they're, they're going to come back, and yeah. surely that's the most important thing. Yeah, that's good. Good advice. Yeah. Onto the well, slightly heavier part maybe of the podcast as usual. Oh, well. um, what do you think is the biggest challenge facing the veterinary industry at the moment, Donal? Um, oh, uh, there's probably a few of them, you know. Uh, currently, I, I do. Everybody seems to be still run off their feet. Uh, anybody that I talk to, any of my um, friends, at least. Um, so workload, but also uh, staffing current clinics is absolutely a challenge you know now it's very hard to know it i don't know does anybody truly know is that going to be a short-term issue you know is this simply uh a kind of uh, a hangover from covid obviously we're still going through the pandemic um or is it is it potentially you know more of a, a long-term issue? i suppose you know I, i'm speaking more from a small island background here um, rather than the mixed or large, but um, that that um, that is like a work the workload issue along with um, potentially filling vacancies seems to be a huge headache for uh, anybody at the moment, you know. Uh, and that like I I don't see a quick fix for that, you know. Um, but uh, it, it is something that will probably take take time to iron out. But it it, it is something that. Um, you know, it needs to be, um, I think we individually and collectively need to um, make sure that we're well 
taking care of ourselves, I suppose. I think that's something that needs to be looked at. And making jobs attractive to the graduates that we are producing and, you know, and as, and as also the graduates that are going abroad to study the Irish graduate, you know, there is a lot of students, but it's whether they want to work in Ireland or they're going to go abroad or not and whether COVID has affected that travelling of or have it, has it stalled it? I don't know. Are they stuck elsewhere? Yeah. I don't know. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's attracting those. I think, would it be fair to say that that's always been something that Irish graduates um, or Irish people graduating elsewhere have done a lot? You know, a, a lot of my peers went abroad for a number of years. Um, I think that's always been the case. Fair enough, we we graduated in a fairly bad recession mm. um, and it might have accentuated that. But I think that's always um, something that happens and attracting people back is, is always something we need to do. Um, whether there's a, an increased shortage of people coming back, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, we had Kieran Jones from Gil Abbey on the podcast. It was out yesterday, but we spoke to him a few weeks ago. I can't remember. I don't know what day it is. But, um, and he said something which I thought was quite apt. And he said that the vet, the standard of veterinary in Ireland is, is second to none now, you know, certainly in companion animals. So people can stay, you know, maybe people left before because they thought, oh, I'll go to a big fancy practice in the UK and learn how they do it before I come home. But having done his residency and his internship in Canada and the States, he said, like, it's, it's just as good here. You know, there's really no need to go anymore, I guess. So that's maybe something that might help people stay. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I also think that um, trying to retain people within uh, practice is always going to be a challenge. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, like th there, um, there needs to be, uh, I think people need to feel secure within practice and be able to continue on with the view of progressing their career without needing to specialise. And without needing to potentially, you know, buy into a business or anything else, mm. um, that that always is a challenge. But needs needs to, um, you know, we need to be constantly looking at that and seeing what options are there to keep people within practice. I would also say that um, practice, I'm sure, is not for everyone, and you know, there's uh, there's loads and loads. Thankfully, with degree, it's it's great, and that you can go off and do lots of other things including, you know, in, in, um, in pharmaceutical and in the industry and, and in the, you know, in the state, state bodies. But, um, but to try and keep and retain uh, you know, people within um, the practice, within practice rooms, modern practice, for example, is something we need to constantly look at. Yeah, but things are getting better. So, you know, just keep on. Keep on, yeah. keep on. Keep on, on the, the, what's the word? The good foot. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, what do you do to unwind and maintain your own well-being, Donna? Apart from drinking pints, because with other vets. Yeah. Um, drinking pints is a very important part of it. Uh, I won't be little. <laughs> Unfortunately, it's been little enough, but over the last two years, um, I, I trying to switch off. I mean, like leaving stuff at work. You know, I think yeah, it's um, that's that's uh, 
it's always something, it's a total cliche, but it's always something that uh, I, I think you need to, I definitely need to, to, to work on at all times. And it is important, you know, uh, trying to, and then obviously, um, uh, you, you know, having a, a bit of a yatter about certain cases is, is important, whether that's with people from work, but to be honest, trying to keep that away from, from uh, the workplace environment is probably not a bad idea. Um, and after that, just getting out, you know, um, running, swimming, and um, uh, have, having a chat with people is probably the way I do unwind um, and uh, get all the anger out, maybe as well. Is all I'm too sure. Running. Running, plenty of running. Running and swimming, did you say? Yeah, okay. absolutely. Is it sea swimming? Sea swimming, yeah. I just call it swimming. Some people call it wild swimming, some people call it sea swimming. Yeah, I just call it swimming. My robe. No, I don't. The dry rope. Really, one in the dry rope brigade. I don't do the dry rope, but you know what? I think I should get one. Uh, I think they always seem to look uh, very cozy in them. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Are you part of like a sunrise swim or anything like this? No, I haven't ever been. No, I don't. Don't know if that would be. No, too early for me. Maybe as I'm sure. Yeah. Well, I see all these people like sea swimming has become so in vogue, hasn't it? And and yeah. Like, my friends talk to me about sea swimming. I'm like, uh, I've been swimming in the sea. Yeah. <laughs> for many years. For many years. I don't usually go in until August, September when it's warm, but you guys go right ahead in April. That's <laughs> fine with me. I don't mind. Yeah. I know it has got uh, fantastically popular. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they all, with their dry robes, they all seem to be either smug or comfortable. I'm not too sure which. Um, and there is an attitude that goes with it, but I would take it. Yeah, I'd be quite happy. Quite happy. Yeah. And do you have your own flask of tea? I'm just having the image of like... Flask of tea. Whiskey is always better, uh, Hazel. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 Whiskey in particular. Yeah. I like the sound of that. You'd vote to that. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know North... Com I don't know... I. It's North Dublin, isn't it? Where... It, it is, yeah. Yeah, it's not far from sea, actually. It's only... Yeah, Port Marnock, if you, if you know it or heard of it, um, it's only about five minute drive from there. Okay. So it's easy to jump in after work. Oh, yeah, that's good. Marvelous, actually. And is Holt nearby or is that miles away? It, it is, yeah, absolutely. It's about 20 miles away. Yeah. You're literally like someone from the States. It's like, can we call out well, the other places? I know where Port Marnock is. In Dublin as well, Hazel. Like, is there any other places you know in Dublin? We go through them. Uh, I don't really. I I don't. Yeah, I don't really know Dublin very well. No, like, no. I wouldn't have guessed. Williams you know the airport. I hear Bog Williams on about um, Holt all the time, and I'm like, God, Holt sounds great. Because <laughs> yeah, that's the kind of podcast I listen to now. You know, good, good, absolute good. quality. <laughs> Did she mention us at all? No. No. Does she go to you? The point is, no, she doesn't. Oh, <laughs> with, with uh, Wilfred, isn't it? Or Anyway, Paul Williams. <laughs> Williams, you should go to Dublin Bay Vets. There you go. Thanks. Thanks for the No bother. Um, what's your funniest moment in all your veterinary career? Or you can say one or two or yeah. Yeah. I love this bit. And it can I, also I, be something that maybe wasn't funny at the time, but it's funny now. Like something. Oh, none of them are funny at the time. That's the worst part. Well, actually, probably the best part of it. It was only funny in hindsight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I like I find um, people hilarious. Uh, clients are probably hilarious if you give them time. Ridiculous stuff they come out with. So it is, um, like you know, I was uh, 
no, I, where, I, was, I spayed my dog recently. Spaded, spaded my dog. He's going to get spaded. Um, <laughs> and all the other random shit. Um, okay. Oh, sorry. Uh, That's okay. Um, okay you could... <laughs> Explicit on the, on the, try, on the try and keep it clean. You can <laughs> on um, I look at this. There's, there's uh, I suppose, loads of episodes that you kind of think of in hindsight, which are outrageous and ridiculous. Uh, and trying to remember them is, is always a difficult part. Um, there's probably one episode that um, it was in the first two years when I was in Throne, you know, uh, working mainly with cattle, to be honest. It was technically a mixed practice, but I exclusively saw cattle. And um, there was one particular you know, April afternoon, it was the middle of the middle of spring or late spring, that's it. And um, I would called up to, uh, you know, call him in for a calving. A calving was for uh, for a particular guy. Um, he's based kind of halfway. Names will will uh, evade me or he will remain nameless. Halfway between uh, Cookstown and Oman, like, yeah, up in that. Up in the hills, you know, way up in the sticks. And Paggy was known as a panicker. So I said, oh, yeah, it's kind of handy enough. Handy we call for Donald Cape. Go out and pull a calf, you know. This will be a simple. Um, and uh, off I went. And the wind was severe. It was a hurricane. Um, landed up at Paggy's anyway. And uh, Paggy had herself in the bar. And the buyer was up to your, like, the, the buyer was up to your, your knees in, in, in shade, basically. <laughs> And uh, so he'd kind of he'd almost crawl and he'd bend down um, to get in uh, in the door and uh, had a feel of her. And I says, well, now, Packer, we're going to have to uh, we're gonna have to get her outside there and tie her up just beside the crush. And uh, Packer's like, okay, okay, okay. So anyway, we got her out anyway. Um, and she charged off into uh, a two-acre field. We ran a few times around that. And after about 15 minutes, managed to get her tied up and... Um, I put my hand on her and said, just, Paggy, this is not coming out. You know, we're just going to have to go to the side door here. And, uh, of course, Paggy, you know, you might have been panicking before this, but flipping hell, all hell, I was going to break through <laughs> to this stage. Uh, I clipped her up and I said, Paggy, you go on off there and get a get a, a nice clean bucket of water. Clean bucket of water in Paggy's yard. My God, they didn't exist. But anyway, I asked him to get a clean bucket of water. Off you pop there, Paggy, good man. And uh, I... Um, I started clipping her up. Of course, she had two sections already. This is a week, uh, a week Galloway, you know. I don't know if you know them. But uh, Paggy came back. Paggy, what's the story here? Now, uh, was she done before? She was. She was. She was done a few times before. I said, Paggy, what's in her out of interest? She gets the Charlie every year. I was thinking, Paggy, after bloody two, like, many, you've, you've now two sections. You're going to go for your third. Will you ever bloody learn? Um, so when we were uh, doing sections, this is a very long story, I'm going to try and cut it short. When we were doing sections, um, we we would have a saucepan, you know, where we put the instruments and, uh, and we'd be able to hand the saucepan to the farmer so, you know, he wouldn't be putting his dirty old hands in, in, in amongst the, the instruments. Um, so the, the modus operandi was that we would um, freeze her up and all the rest of it and uh, we'd grab the scalpel blade and uh, cut through anyway and... Um, I put the, the scalpel back in, in the saucepan and I could do the saucepan on you know, and that's grand. And uh, managed to get the, in fairness to the two previous surgeons, whoever they were, they were much better than me because there were very few adhesions in her. I'd have to compliment them, whoever they were. Uh, and um, I managed to get the calf up to the incision and I says, uh, Packy, good man, I'll take that saucepan back off to you, and I, uh, off you again. And I heard an awful bloody clattering behind me. 
And uh, I looked around and there was Paddy, proud as punch, producing the saucepan with no tools. He dumped the tools all over the ground. And of course, with the wind gale force, they were in the bloody hedge next door. I gave up on the sterility at that stage. I dunked all the instruments in the in the bucket of water. Uh, I, I finished off the section. I said, Paggy, this girl is going to die. He said, oh, God, that's very bad. I said, well, she made it through two. She's not going to make it through the third. It's not going to be third time lucky for her. And, of course, to spite me or whatever else, she, of course, never looked back, which is typical. So Paggy thought that you just needed an empty saucepan. So he was like, an oh, empty saucepan. Saucepan. Was so he healed out the... the- Oh no. <laughs> you yield out the instruments to give you the song. <laughs> oh, oh my god. That actually gives me anxiety. Oh my that god. Oh, that's so funny. But oh, as only one of those things that's funny in hindsight. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely I'd say it wasn't funny at the time. You were like, Jesus Christ, you, give you me strength. Pretty well there with the gale and the wind and the Belle <laughs> Galloway with all her scars and oh my god! But yeah. Yeah, I've never done a section on a Belle Galloway actually. I mean, they kick Hazel. They kick a lot. I could imagine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they kick a lot. And Packy didn't probably have any proper calving gates, did he? Oh God, no, 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 poor Packy. No, no calving gates. Jesus, um, <laughs> no. Harness halted to the to the side of the crush. That was what she was at. Fair play, Fair play packing. I'm sure he's still going. <laughs> I just hope I hope that he got rid of her. Yes, I hope she, she's probably not still going. Isn't it just like you know, Saw's Law that you know the ones that you think she's going to die now? Probably you know, give her a week and she'll be dead. And then the ones you're like, that went absolutely perfect. She'll be flying it. And then so get a phone call and it's like, Hazel, that section died. And you're like, what? <laughs> what? I know. I'd say I probably had a, like, I'd say I had a high attrition rate, but for whatever reason, this girl decided to live. <laughs> Just uh, bite it. But, um, yeah. Any, any funny Australia, like, you know, mad God. man in the, in the bush stories, no? <laughs> No, no, but the um, the distances out there would flock you like cheekers, mm. creepers. Say again, sorry, Hazel. Cattle out there, or did you just do smaller? No, cattle out there as well. I didn't mix for um, the first when I was locoming, I did um, probably 50% mixed practice, and, and then the rest of it were smalls only. And also, most of those mixed practice um, locums were. You can't call them hobby farms now. Hobby farms can be decent enough sized, you know, both, you know, land size, but also uh, cattle numbers. Um, but generally speaking, if it's a hobby farm, if they call it a hobby farm, uh, they, with being as nice as possible to them, they, they don't have a clue. Like one of the most common calls you get is just for for worms like. Flipping hell, it's it's just no idea, you know. Um, and uh, but I did, um, I did uh, do proper or some some proper farming, which was good actually. In fairness, is it was good to see, um, good to see the difference, you know. And there are like our 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 um our perception of Australian farms, in particular dairy farms, are massive units, you know, with um with hundreds and thousands potentially of cows, milk and cows. But um, 
there are exceptions to that rule as well in the commercial our commercial farms particularly and there's one job i did on the new south wales queensland border and i loved it and it was you know it wasn't too dissimilar to where we were at in, in Tyrone. Very good. Yeah. Good. Miles between calls, you could be driving miles an hour or more. Or... Yeah. 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 And, you know, the size of the farms, you know, was quite astronomical. But there's a reason for that. I mean, with due respect, um, the land is usually fairly rough, like, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, and that's coming from me. I'm from Southwest on the Gaul and the bottom. <laughs> 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 so I feel like I can say it. <laughs> oh, well. um, Rock and scrub. Yeah, I don't know. I always wish I'd, I'd gone traveling a bit more as a as a as a student or a young vet. But yeah, quite. I highly recommend it. It's great. It's fantastic. You know, and I'm even local. Take your time, yes. Yeah, you're still a young vet, aren't you? Yeah, I think my dad would be like, "You're going to Australia to farm and do vet what?" Like farm here in Cork, <laughs> Australia. Plenty here. Um, oh, yeah. I love that Paki story though. Oh my god, I can literally pitch you <laughs> mental. Um, I'm sure I'm not the only person like that. Speaking of students and new grads, um, and how we're not quite one of them anymore. Um, what is your biggest like lesson or advice for young vets um, listening to this right now? Um, we're not quite them anymore you're right I still feel like one sometimes uh, I reckon uh, there probably will don't get me wrong I think everybody struggles uh, when they're out of college first um, I, I would be fairly confident there will never be as useless a new graduate as, as Donald Gabe in 2009 or as slow <laughs> hell. Oh, astronomical um what the um just don't, don't the, the, it is an unbelievably steep learning curve in the first six months or the first 18 particularly the first six months it's astronomical um and uh i i find it i genuinely did find it tough i mean i'm sure I'm sure you did i think everybody does you know um and uh what's my advice i suppose don't um don't don't give it up on it um and you know uh talk about uh how 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 useless you see how how you can out useless yourself to, to everybody else in the class i don't know you'd probably be surprised it might be people as floundering as uh, floundering as bad as as you are uh and just talk talk plenty and um try not to try not to take everything home up an L. most of the things that go right are not your fault uh most of the things that go wrong are not your fault. Yeah, <laughs> that's good advice. Yeah, don't be going home mulling over everything. And look, we all do it from time to time. But if you do it over every case, you'll drive yourself absolutely up the walls. Um, so I think I was just I was oblivious to a lot of my mistakes. Really? Like I kill things and I didn't even know I killed them, and then my boss tells <laughs> me about a month later. So you were. Oh, you were the most <laughs> dangerous vet student. You were like um, unconsciously incompetent. Yeah. Yeah. That's, I'm always talking about that, but you're talking to new vets. You're like, once you're consciously incompetent, that's fine. That's safe. <laughs> unconsciously incompetent, dangerous. <laughs> yeah, that's me. 
Um, one, one time my boss rang me and he said he was going to oh, go out to John Smith. Um, he's got a cow calving. Don't kill this one now, Hazel. And I was like, what? I haven't killed any. And then the next day I went into work and I was like, Jared, what did you mean by that comment? And he was like, well, Hazel, we've been, I, I got two phone calls now from farmers and both their cows died. And I'm like, great. One of them definitely wasn't my fault. One of them was my fault. I'm just going to say that. So <laughs> That's not bad. That's pretty good. It's, yeah. It's so like the, you know, the, the sunglasses song, you know, um, ladies and gentlemen of the class of 99, if there's one piece of advice, it's wear sunscreen, um, which I'm sure you know, both of you know, word for word. But uh, it's like, you know, that's what song says. No? Okay, right. Play myself. So. Anyway, the line on that that says, don't congratulate yourself too much or don't berate yourself too much either. So bloody true. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and wear sunscreen. And wear sunscreen. Yes. Always. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when TV testing is sunscreen. Um, <laughs> I, don't I don't know if we've come to the end of the podcast, Michelle. We've forgotten any major questions for Don. No, I think we've, we've covered them all. Have you got any this or that? This or that. I have a few. They're not, good. Very, no, they're not, very, they're not very good. What are this or that? Basically, <laughs> I make up th- these, I make up um, quick fire rounds as we're talking. All right. Based on things that you've said. <laughs> She's oh, very God. good at it. I'm useless at it. Well, some of them are based on the bios that I read, you know, my little bit of research. <laughs> ah. Before... I come on the podcast. I Marvel. I read your practice about us bit. Right. I thought it was very interesting how you had baby well, not baby photographs, but photographs when you were all young. So like vets and nurses. Um and it's yeah, it's an interesting take on the about us page, but I liked it. Well, how did you come up with that idea or whose idea was that? No, that was probably another like, you know, that was another great idea over a few points, I reckon, <laughs> Michelle. Um, I uh, I can't even remember how we, we came we came up for. I think it was um oh it was basically to try and make it as uh, unboring as possible. But let's be honest, that's a bit of left field, wasn't it? I mean, yeah, it's, it's um I am bit... looking at your picture here now. You're 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 I don't know, maybe about thirteen or fourteen riding the bike yeah. with the dog. Is that Sally the Springer? <laughs> so Obviously, um, you know, photo reel was very expensive and very valuable in Donegal in the late 90s. Uh, so I asked mum for, <laughs> where is that not right? I asked mum for a picture of me, you know, I mean, preferably with an animal, but basically of, of me. Is there any chance of just sending up a picture um, of me as a kid? And she could not find one picture of me by myself. I was just going to say, the who are other kids? They're all my, they're yeah. my brothers and sister. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. Like the war of the bottom. Yeah. It's like, you know, what are we going to do with this? Get, cram as many of kids as possible into that. Like, make it sure. Make sure you are. Like, oh. Make sure it's worth so Is that you in the middle with Sally in the red? Yeah, that is. Yeah. Yeah. Unless she's sorry. That's just my two brothers and that. And then Sally. Yeah. 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 That's... So that's how I managed to find my, my, uh, my uh, only photo. Colm's mum obviously took photographs of Colm by himself feeding yeah. alpacas. Alpacas, yeah. So was it that alpaca? I think, uh, is it a llama? It's a hairy. Are they, is that a, a llama when they're a bit hairy looking? No idea. No idea. 
you can put that to the you're, audience. <laughs> you're into the you're into the exotics kind of sphere at that stage, Hazel, and yeah. that's not my sphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I'm sure he or she spotted them anyway. <laughs> I'm pretty sure of that. Um, and you never mentioned playing the guitar in your down in your downtime. No, <laughs> playing football on <laughs> That's only for torturing the neighbors. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, I do. I feel like at the next hike space, pints well, night, the guitar is 100% has to come out. And uh, <laughs> a torture all present as well. Is that the goal? <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. You can blame us. But, uh, so, okay. Dublin, right. or Dun- Dublin or Donegal? Donegal. Um, this, is from the, this is from the bio now. Eamon or Jack the dog? Oh, Jack, Eamon's terribly annoying. The worst dog there is known to man. Um, I've been canvassing for him to be rehomed since he arrived in Dublin Bay Vets. Mm. It's a work in what progress. Is finding and bringing home used tissues, apparently Eamon's into that. Yeah, that's all. There was <laughs> one uh, episode where um, he managed to find, uh, you know, a dody, like a baby's dody, and use it as a dody, and that's... that's like, oh. Same with value that there is. Um, pints or hikes? Oh, pints. Pints, yeah, it has to be pints. Hikes with pints are probably the best. They are. They are. Oh, you need to get it in the right order, Hazel. That's a delicate one. And I've been the soldier who hasn't got it in the right order. Pints and then hikes, or hikes and then pints. Probably hikes and then pints. Hikes and then pints, absolutely, yeah. 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 Mm. The hiking isn't great (laughs) after the pints. We may have done that wrong, maybe, Michelle, in the event hike thing. We did, yeah, because there was quite a few pints had the night before, and Jemison's. I'm going to canvas for, I know the reasoning behind not having it on Saturday, but um, having it on a, on a Saturday would, would, be, uh, would be preferential for pint drinking. What, what is the reason for not having it on a Saturday? Uh, people work on Saturday, don't they? Oh, yeah. We could do it. I forget. <laughs> I forget that some people work on Saturdays. How long has it been, Michelle? We could do a, a very long time. 10 or 15 years, anyway, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Swimming. Don't make me sick. Sea swimming or swimming in the sea. Sorry, say that again, Hazel. Sea swimming or swimming in the sea. Oh, just swimming. In the sea. Jesus. In the sea, yeah. <laughs> you really need to specify it. And if you were to vote for the next president of Ireland. Would it be Aideen Kennedy or Austin Donnelly? Oh. <laughs> oh that's a terrible question. <laughs> that's why I'm good yeah. at that. Um, oh, my God. Flipping hell. You have to pick one. It's life or death. Yeah. Or as massive um, positives and massive negatives to either either candidate. And it'd be a close, close run encounter, definitely, you know. Um, a split poll. Um, I would have to go for. Um, oh Jesus! If if Austin was president, there would be nothing done at all. You're talking about shit, drinking pints. Uh, I I think it has to be eighteen. I think eighteen would be a great president. Yeah, yeah, she would. Yeah, she'd be a bit of crack as well, wouldn't you? No, Michael D's a bit of crack. I'm not saying that. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and Michael's not going to be around for the next one. But Aideen would be good, yeah. Yeah, so we all agreed on Aideen. 
But I Austin, Austin could be, yeah, I think he could be on the Shannon or something, couldn't he? Or something. Yeah. Like Senator. Senator. Donnelly. Senator Austin. <laughs> yeah. It has a ring to it, actually, doesn't it? Yeah. 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 That's about it. I um, I I tried my best. Absolutely marvelous. Thank yeah. you very much. I wasn't expecting that. Oh, Donald, yeah. thank you so much for being on the Vet Space podcast. It was really good crack. I loved it. Thanks very much, Michelle, and thanks, guys. It was fantastic. Thank you for listening to the Vet Space Ireland podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you never miss an episode. And to find out more, go to vetspaceireland.ie. And don't forget to check us out on social media and tag us whilst you're listening to the podcasts. We'd love to see it.